We begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast. We pay our respects to the Elders past and present. We extend our respect to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. Hi guys, welcome to Bumps and Besties, a podcast about navigating the journey to motherhood through fertility struggles, friendship and all the bumps along the way. I'm your host Lexi, along with my co-host and bestie. Hi, I'm Amy. Our podcast is here to explore the often tricky, usually emotional path to motherhood through the lens of two besties on two different paths. Laugh with us, cry with us, and know wherever you're at on your journey, you're never alone because your besties are here and we have your back. Welcome back to another episode of Bumps and Besties. Hello, how are we going? So good. How's your week been, Amy? Yeah, it's been good. It's been busy. Um, nice for a cool change today. And apart from that sweaty, disgusting, humid heat we've been having. Yeah, it's um, been crazy. We moved the business into a new warehouse. So that was great fun to do on a 35 degree day. <laughs> we got there at the end. Gotta love living in Queensland. <laughs> and your week, how's it been? Yeah, good. It's been another busy week of Bumps teething so we seem to vacillate now between a week of him sleeping really well and then a week of absolute chaos when we get a new tooth cutting so you know it's just the joys right but he just turned 10 months which is really how is he nearly one that is insane that like hurts my brain a little bit the fact that i will have an official toddler in two months i i don't i don't have words i don't know how to do that no, that's insane. <laughs> anyway, well, today we have with us Emily. So, M is a naturopath. Hey, Em. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So, Em and I have known each other for years now. We've worked together in previous roles, and she was a massive help and support, and sometimes some firm words when I needed them um, <laughs> in relation to my diet and, you know, things that didn't agree with me, but me not wanting to throw them out the window. But she was a great source of helping me and training me to kind of listen to my body a bit better. Um, and we just thought she's a wealth of knowledge and we should share her with you guys. Yeah. Thank you. I just want to say on that note as well, you did just say like that I gave you a firm word and stuff like that. But also I feel like you taught me how to be a really realistic practitioner, like because we worked together for so many years and obviously like we would have conversations and things like that. And I just think that from when we first started together to now, so many changes have been made for the better yeah. for your health. But you kind of just taught me that like things have to change in a realistic manner. And, and that's kind of something that I've taken into my own practice. I'm really like realistic with what my clients can actually have at that time and moment. And yeah, I definitely think that came from you. <laughs> you tend to me. <laughs> yeah, but it was needed to be done because, you know, if you can't work within someone's parameters, nothing's going to change. So. Yeah, yeah. just as possible uh, <laughs> with one another. <laughs> so we've got um, a few questions we've kind of both written for M um, that we're going to go through and just have a general chat. So I've got some questions about pre-pregnancy um, and general trying to conceive health. And then Lex has some questions about um, kind of birth and the afterwards and how you can help supplement your bodies. And then just some general naturopathic questions. So I guess just to get started, Em, did you want to give us the gist of what a naturopath actually does? 
Yeah, so a naturopath is a holistic health practitioner, essentially. So um, we support the body as a whole entity um, and help it bring back to balance as natural as possible. Uh, so we use diet and lifestyle support as well as herbal medicine and nutraceutical support. So that's kind of in a nutshell what it is, but it's just a whole approach to the body healing. Yeah. yeah. And it's different too, I think, maybe some preconceived ideas of like you just rub oils into your brain and then all of a sudden everything's fixed like you guys study you have to go to university you are qualified in this you didn't just read one book about how to stick a crystal somewhere and (laughs) magically fix everything no so me my like personally i'm actually not a crystal girl (laughs) i think i own one and it's behind my bed because it fell there Um, But no, so we do um, a Bachelor of Health Science and I went to a school that um, focuses on natural medicine. So I did my Bachelor of Health Science, but then, of course, naturopathy and herbalism classes as well. Um, It's a four and a half year degree. Yeah. It's very expensive. (laughs) My tax guy told me how expensive it was. It was a shock. Um, And you actually do about 400 hours of clinical practice before you finish as well. Yeah, so it's a very in-depth, it's not woo-woo medicine. It's science and health. That's what we love to hear, absolutely. So so a lot of people when they're trying to conceive um, have issues with regulating their cycles and, you know, having a period that and making sure they're ovulating. So I guess when we're coming into regulating our cycles, what are the kind of things that can help us kind of get that on track yeah so um it really depends on what that person is presenting with themselves because as you said like there are a lot of things that can interfere with conception and fertility um so working out what is stopping it is kind of your first step um whether that be if the hormone cycle is too short or too long um if they're not ovulating um whether it has something to do with like pcos or endometriosis gut health, stress, there's so many different factors that can affect fertility. Um, So I guess identifying what they are first is then kind of how naturopathy will help. Um, And then through those courses that we mentioned before, so diet and lifestyle, herbal and nutraceutical as well. So what kind of hormones are we looking at when we're looking at our cycles and trying to conceive and our reproductive systems? So there's a ton. (laughs) There's a lot. No Uh, easy answer. No. Well, kind of. We're going to make it easy. (laughs) Um, There are a lot, but if we're kind of looking at our main four, we want to be looking at estrogen and progesterone, which I'm sure everyone's heard of, and then we also want to be looking at FSH and LH. They're kind of like your main ones that you want to focus on because they are really important in fertility and um, conception and carrying as well. Uh, So they're kind of the main ones that you'd want to test. But then, of course, apart from that, there's your thyroid hormones, there's DHEA, there's a a ton. But if you went to a doctor and said, I want to start looking at conception um, or falling pregnant, those top four are probably going to be the main ones. Cool. Yeah. So I guess what kind of dietary and lifestyle changes are we if we're focusing on those top four um like lifestyle wise i guess it's just general health a lot of the time and being healthy but is there anything particular yeah or keeping those four hormones in check that we recommend yeah definitely i mean when like if we kind of go back to what's causing you know short cycles long cycles um pcos endometriosis i think a huge thing about naturopathy is that to be able to get the body back to balance you really have to treat the cause mm-hmm. um so 
we'll kind of go into more like diet and lifestyle, but I do just want to mention that not one kind of thing fixes all, yeah. which I'm sure you know as well, Amy, like, and you as well, Lex, um, you guys have probably tried so many different things because you've seen other people do yeah, it. Yeah, it just yeah. doesn't, yeah, yeah, it just doesn't work. So it's not really a blanket kind of thing. You really want to work with a practitioner and go over exactly what's happening and causing it. And then from there, that's when you're going to find different diet and lifestyle. Yeah. So, I mean, if we are just kind of looking at some like pillars of what is going to support um, through diet, a main thing that you can just start with today is just eat a predominantly whole food diet. Yeah. So back to that, me being like a realistic practitioner. Like, <laughs> like me being stubborn. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just think if you kind of go like 80-20, whether it, that's in yeah. your life or on your plate, um, that's also a really great thing. So whole foods um, are anything that comes wholly from the planet or animals or anything mm-hmm. like that um and then of course non-whole foods are like your processed packaged foods and that's lot. general good like health advice to cut out as much processed food as you can exactly yeah there i mean there are there are processed foods nowadays that mm-hmm. you can definitely get that are like fortified and really healthy yeah. and awesome and uh, inexpensive which is really good but i think that if you kind of miss out on getting that like foods from nature yeah. you're missing out on all of the cofactors and vitamins and our bodies just absorb them so much nicer yeah so if we can um yeah make sure that 80 percent of that is from whole foods lots of color lots of variety um that's a great place to start with diet and then you can kind of get into the nitty-gritty of everything as well yeah um so women we under eat a lot (laughs) and uh women actually think that we should under eat to lose weight but that's not how our bodies work like if we're not getting enough our bodies are going to hold on to everything exactly so making sure that you know you're getting enough protein and getting enough fats and carbohydrates um that is so important and so many of my clients do not get enough do you find a lot of people come to you and say oh well i've been keto for eight years and this is how i've maintained this particular body but then you run the tests and things are missing yeah i'm really lucky i haven't had the keto client yet Um, only because it like and not lucky in the sense that like I think it's bad um it's just not something that I I can't connect with it yeah yeah um but in saying that like it does work for some people um I probably wouldn't say keto clients definitely some people that are vegan and vegetarian yeah I have had um like clients like that and they're like yeah I feel amazing everything's great and you're like okay what's happening and there does seem to be a lot of underlying things that do link to that diet I'm actually pretty lucky with I should mention I do I'm like a general practitioner but I do specifically work with um neurodiverse clients so yes diet is a thing but never keto diet (laughs) (laughs) also them being like I don't eat enough food yeah Um, so yeah there's that and to wrap that up whole foods definitely but if we want to look at more like hormone balancing foods um liver loving foods Mm -hmm. so they're like our cruciferous vegetables so broccoli cabbage brussels sprouts amy's eyes are glazing over (laughs) (laughs) you say all the things that people are like but there's good ways of making it like kale chips are delicious and i feel like people don't even oh "Oh, kale's disgusting no one needs to like if there's one thing to know about me it's like kale is my god (laughs) i don't know why i just i love it so much it is in my weekly shop every single week in every meal 
I just love it. And um, if you hate it, just chuck it in a smoothie. You can't taste it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Let the so banana like, do the heavy lifting in that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, your liver-loving foods, your cruciferous vegetables, um, what they're actually going to do is break down, metabolize, and excrete excess hormones. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. Um they're also highly fibrous, so it's going to keep your body going regular. Um, so, of course, if there's any excess hormones, because excess estrogen is quite common in women. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, you know, you get your your headaches, migraines, moodiness, PMS. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of a sign of excess estrogen. So, if we're making sure our livers are actually metabolizing that estrogen, you can do that through diet, which is really cool. Yeah, that's great. Then, of course, yeah, any fibrous foods, high-fiber foods, that's going to help your bowels be regular, so it's going to help everything kind of clear out. Which mm-hmm. You did again. switch me to oat milk and oats and that kind of area of my life. So you did something yeah. for me quite clearly. <laughs> oat milk's unfortunately the... Um, it's it's being demonized in the yeah. No, you can't right do now. that to me. Oh, don't do worry. I am ignoring it. Yeah, I got you off camera. Only because you're like severely like inflammatory. To, like it really like I don't have anything against cow's milk. I just have something against you drinking yeah. cow's milk. You and not, you and dairy, not not no, the way to go. Yeah, you're not no. good with it. Especially not when you sit next to me for eight hours a day and I'm coughing and crunching. <laughs> you're, oh, oh. And you're like, did you just have milk in your coffee? Uh, maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> Please, <laughs> but no, uh, I'm choosing to ignore the the oat milk. Is, is it the whole right like, now? oh, we give oats to stock farm when they need to fatten up, and what you should be having is coconut milk because no. that's what I saw the other day on TikTok. Oh, that oat milk but... makes you gain weight, and that you should so, all be yeah. having coconut milk. Yeah, so oat milk, um, because it is like a carbohydrate, mm. um, it does spike your glucose. Yeah, right. Yeah, so um, it's obviously spiking your blood sugar levels and blood sugar dysregulation has so many impacts on our hormone and mm. our energy and metabolism and everything like that. So because obviously oat milk is something that people have every day, mm. um, either in their breakfast or coffees or anything. And I suppose like that paired with caffeine if you're having say an oat milk coffee it's a bit of an you're going to get a <laughs> and then get dropped at like 10 a.m yes exactly um obviously like with anything there are other yeah options like you know eat a high protein breakfast wait for your coffee until after mm. like exercise whilst you have your coffee there's so many things that you can help with oh. your blood sugar levels but um yeah unfortunately oat milk is the is the bad boy of this month oh, it's but it's better so than good. it was so i'm done with it I'm drinking my almond coffee right yeah. now. <laughs> I'm like, no, I already gave you almond milk. I will not have oat milk be gone. So I guess just on that, and I guess it's hard because it does depend on every person individually. Like for me, it is dairy and lactose. But is there a common thing that you see that is a trigger from a lot of people? Or um, is there something you see regularly that we could improve on like a trigger for hormone yeah just for hormones yeah. and diet and something that doesn't generally make us feel good and yeah i mean uh well for women uh blood sugar dysregulation of course uh genetics is a huge part especially when we're looking at autoimmune conditions and thyroid conditions genetics play a huge role in that as well um a massive main trigger that we are seeing more so nowadays 
over and over and over again is um, just the aftermath of oral contraceptives mm-hmm. and any type of contraceptives. Yeah. Um, and is that because like our generation was put on them so young? Yeah. And you have 15 plus years of being on this particular hormone regulator yeah. every single day and then you want to have a baby and then you've no idea what it was masking over the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, well, essentially like it's so good at what it does because it, it, it does it well, but because it does it well, it means it shuts down your complete normal hormone um i I mean for me i think i started menstruating when i was 13 years old and i think the first time i started the pill i was probably 16 yeah um so that's only two to three years it would have been of me actually having a normal cycle and then um so three years and then you have 10 years of Mm -hmm. a non-normal cycle yeah and Um, i think if you ask a lot of women in our age bracket that's fairly common like a lot of us went on the pill quite soon after getting our periods for things like skin and you know the acne and the pain and all these kind of things and now you're seeing an entire generation of women who've come off the contraceptive pill and are having issues yeah yeah Yeah. and i mean yeah exactly what you said like it's not being prescribed for periods anymore um you know and and that all comes back to naturopathic like support is get to the cause if you are having really painful periods or you're having hormonal acne which like I mean, everyone has a hormonal acne. Like mm. we're, we're teenagers, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just deal with it. It's normal. <laughs> I know. Um, but if you're having like excessive hormonal acne, that means that something is happening. Going like that, your body just doesn't wake up one day and say, like, let's just give her all of the acne in the world. Like, no, you got to find out what's actually happening. But instead of doing that, we just went, oh, we'll just pop you on a pill. Yeah. And that's fine. And I mean, I've heard women that have had like the implant on and bled for six months straight. That's and they, crazy. They, instead of getting the implant taken out, they get put on a mini pill as well. So it's even oh, more God. of a set. So like our bodies just haven't been able to naturally kind of get it's it. It's just a band-aid thing. Yeah. Yeah. So not saying, like, I, I'm definitely not a hormone, like a contraceptive demonizer. Like I was on contraceptives my whole way through my degree yeah um I, I think i've been off for two years now and it's been great i'm like connecting with my body and like, i ovulated like for the first month and i was like this is wild. <laughs> I'm so happy. but so i'm definitely like not against them and i think that they, they have their they place. have their place um i just think that we might be using them too much yeah, and yeah. um i think that unfortunately our school healthcare system just like doesn't teach you enough about your body so yeah. you come off the pill and you're like i'm gonna get pregnant straight away and it just doesn't happen yeah like that so um that can be it's not the main cause i don't think i definitely don't think i think it does it is a huge part of it but yeah. that on top of you know um poor diet no exercise lots of stress mm-hmm. stress can just mess and that's your because your cortisol body. levels mess with yeah. your hormones right yeah cortisol messes with your hormones also like adrenal function it's just causing more stress and inflammation on mm-hmm. the body everything when you're stressed essentially your body um goes into like your fight or flight yeah um when you're in that fight or flight mode like your body doesn't care about reproductive yeah like, yeah. So it, it yeah. like shuts that bit down and goes yeah. that's not important right now yeah. we need to survive you're running through you're running from a lion yeah. like your body thinks that you are in like you have to survive yeah. it's not thinking like oh you know let's reproduce yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> that's kind of it stresses a huge impact and then um yeah of course like endocrine disruptors and we i think there were like studies that came out that like a woman puts like is exposed to like 20 different chemicals just from getting ready in the morning oh my yeah God. before like 9 a.m she's had like 20 different chemicals on her body mm-hmm. from her soap to her deodorant to her toothpaste to her hairspray to her oh, makeup wow. um so that's also another huge part because endocrine disruptors kind of mimic and can change your hormone structure. So making more natural choices, especially when it comes to our skincare and our health, health and, and beauty. Products. Health and beauty is definitely mm-hmm. a big Yeah, thing. definitely. And there's so, like, there are just so many available to you now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a fad, I guess, but it's a very positive fad. It's like a fad. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if you want to switch to a natural deodorant, like, it's very easy to mm-hmm. do so. And, um... Yeah, and it's affordable as well. I think a lot of people think that it's not, but it is. Any recommendations? Because I've tried a lot. Yeah. Some of them, not so good. Yeah, but like can't. <laughs> Some of them I feel like a hog. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's actually your body detoxifying as well. A yeah. lot of people, because of the ones that don't have like natural mm. things in them, um, you're obviously like putting a barrier on. Of course, yeah. Um, but you'll notice if you switch from toxic to natural, you'll notice after like a couple of months, you don't really have oh, like okay. that. Really, yeah. unless like I mean, if I've had a couple of wines, like the next day, I definitely don't smell great. <laughs> but uh, like generally, yeah, if you're sweating, like it, it shouldn't be too bad. Yeah, right. Um, but I mean, I use the tea tree. Okay, one I really like that one. Um, and that has a really nice smell. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, Flannery's Organic, like the market there, they've just got so many there. Just buy anything from Flannery's. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, pretty much. Fill fill a basket, spend your entire paycheck, but you'll have some great stuff. Yes. I do like the twenty percent off a month deal. Oh, like just go, go on yeah. that day, get it all up. Yeah, way to do it. Um, soaps. There's the um, the Castile soap. The oh doctor. yeah, yeah. He's really good. Um, and then I just like if perfumes, like just wear an essential oil or an mm. essential oil roller. It's nicer. Yeah. It's definitely easy to put in your handbag too. It's so easy. Yeah, yeah. But you can make your own. <laughs> you can buy a bunch, make up your own one, and yes, nice. yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, cool. And then I guess going into trying to conceive and stuff, the other part of naturopathy that sticks out for me besides the diet and lifestyle is herbs. Mm. Um, And I guess I don't call them concoctions because you're not a witch, (laughs) but I can't think of another word. Alchemist. (laughs) Just a little bit cheap. Formulation. Formulation. (laughs) That help us in our day-to-day life but also when it comes to trying to reproduce are there kind of herbs that you would use regularly that you come across quite often and how they help us and yeah so i'm gonna sound like a broken record (laughs) uh it really just depends on what's causing the issues yeah um if somebody was to come to me and they were like i have hormonal imbalance um you know we would be looking at those hormone modulator herbs such as like vitex um well, chase tree berry, I think is mm-hmm. what you would recognize it as. Um, Vitex or Peonia. Um, there are a couple of like estrogen building herbs like Dong Kwai and Black Hohosh. So they're kind of like hormonal ones. Um, you, of course, always want to be doing some liver support as well. So our liver is like our biggest detoxification organ. So if that's mm-hmm. not working, just like don't 
bother. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, your St. Mary's thistle, turmeric, anti-inflammatory, it supports, supports that phase one, phase two. So yep. that's actually going to help you break down and metabolize all of those hormones. Um, other ones, a gut support is a huge thing. So yeah. I do gut support for every single one of my clients. And I just think that it's so silly to not look at the gut if you're trying to fall pregnant. Absolutely. Um, and the, the main reason, don't even worry about like parasites or yeast or anything like that. Don't even like forget that. But if your gut isn't properly absorbing nutrients, don't even worry about taking like, um, prenatals or anything like that if your body actually can't absorb those like you're just wasting money money. yeah Yeah. so make sure that your gut is supported so whether that be you know actually doing the deep dive and doing microbiome mapping and looking at everything and what's happening in the gut or just giving it some nice um nutrient dense supporting like supporting the gut lining supporting function supporting gut microbiome Mm -hmm. as well um they would be kind of where i would be starting yeah but yeah definitely those the vitex and peony they're probably the main herbs that you would see in hormone support and how do you take them so there's a couple different ways herbal formulations are liquid herbs Mm -hmm. um really potent really disgusting (laughs) (laughs) um i i mean i'm fine because i've been taking them for years and like i'd rather take herbs over any powder any day um but there are like tablet form powders all that kind of stuff that you can get Yeah. yeah This. And you want to make sure as well, don't go to the chemist and just like buy a hormone balancing like tablet. It's, okay. it's not going to have the therapeutic dose. It's not going to, it might not absorb properly. It's, it probably doesn't even have good testing. Yeah. Right. So it's always really important if you are going to do herbs, see a naturopath, yeah, yeah. especially because when we make up our formulations, we make them individualized so you know specifically for you for your needs yeah not just like mass produced to yeah yeah and um obviously you want to make sure the herbs you're getting are actually good quality herbs so practitioner grade herbs is super important as well but yeah liquid herbs is kind of the main one it's going to be the best 7.5 meals twice a day really quickly get it really quickly chase it with some juice and you're good (laughs) look we've all done tequila shots we can all do herbs Yes. Yeah. In the new era of our lives, we're no longer doing yeah. party shots, we're doing herbal shots. Yeah. <laughs> Your liver feels better the next day, not worse. Yes, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> and I guess the last things on herbs then um, is can, how can a naturopath help us with, once you are pregnant, things like nausea and energy levels and kind of those things. What are the general, and again, I know that you have to go and see someone and have mm-hmm. it tailored to you, but... Um, when it comes to things like nausea and energy levels, that's something a naturopath can assist us with. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, nausea, ginger is your best friend. Yeah. Your best friend. It is so good at what it does. I can swear by that. Yeah. <laughs> it is a bitter, it is, it's tolerated well and it works really well. So you can, um, yeah, have ginger. Um, in terms of like energy, uh, there are some herbs that you can go on. Um adaptogens and stuff like that they can really help with that because adaptogens help um, support stress adaptation um so of course like if we're not stressing ourselves up then our energy is going to be better um but if you're on really good prenatals um and you're getting all of those vitamins and like you're getting your b vitamins magnesium um iron stores are good your thyroid will be getting supplemented with iodine and selenium um your energy should be supported by a good prenatal as well. 
Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. Well, I think that's all I have on trying to conceive a pregnancy. Lex, I think you've got some questions yeah. on the next stage. Yeah, so I guess because um, I've I've been through it, I've been at the other end. I had some issues after Ted was born in terms of like my levels were pretty low. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up having to have an iron infusion before mm-hmm. he came along because I'm a pescatarian, so I don't eat meat. Mm-hmm. So I am always struggle with my iron level. Yeah. I pretty much always have, even when I was a meat eater. Yeah. So I had to have an iron infusion before he came along when I was in the hospital after I gave birth they did another one because mm-hmm. I had a c-section obviously you lose a bit of blood they just wanted to make sure I would be as supported as possible yeah um and then we also found out I had a b vitamin uh no d vitamin deficiency yeah yeah so I ended up having to have injections for about six months after he was born every yeah. month after yeah. that so and I was on prenatals I eat a healthy diet otherwise yeah. but you know having a baby it's it's pretty depleting on the system so yeah i mean i haven't had a baby and i haven't fallen pregnant before but like when you kind of simplify it like your body mm. grew mm. an organ yep and a baby fingers and toes like you know yeah. of each, so it's a lot yeah, it's like a, it's a lot of work it's organs like yeah. skin it, my kid yeah. came out with hair like yeah you know, i worked so, it hard on that one <laughs> yeah and now we know where all the nutrients yeah, exactly. are um so i think that that's the thing is that yeah exactly what you said like you ate a, a a good diet you were on all the supplements and all that and sometimes the body just needs more yeah um so i think making sure that you know you aren't just being like yeah every i'm sure everything's fine like continue getting tested get all your levels tested before throughout and after you gave birth and then you also ripped an organ you yes. ripped your placenta out of your body <laughs> that yeah. is an entire that organ. also came out yeah um so and that holds so much nutrients as well yes. so um you can actually encapsulate your i was gonna placenta. say how, where, where are you at in terms of the the fence of eating placenta i think it's kind of cool <laughs> i wouldn't eat it i'd probably get it encapsulated yeah um just because you know that that's nutrients and stuff that your body's created and um, the more nutrients you can get in the more you can give to bob so that's awesome um, if you don't want to do that, though, there are plenty of other things. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just supporting your body. You have gone through trauma. Yep. And women. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't freak anyone out, but, like, there is just something. It doesn't matter how it comes out of you. It's coming out. You will have to, at some point of that, go through an experience that you'll probably not have to do a lot in your life, but it, it does it affects you it changes you yeah physically emotionally mentally all the things and it depletes it it depletes all of your nutrients it's exhausting yeah you've just gone through a trauma and um i i think back 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 in the day (laughs) uh women would have babies and then families would take care of the baby and mum would rest and heal yeah and that just doesn't happen anymore there are some cultures so if you've been on the old tiktok and (laughs) the uh month after if you're in a chinese culture Mm. they actually have women in what they call confinement yeah and you have somebody that comes in and feeds and nourishes and cares for the mother alongside the baby for an entire month and i'm like that sounds like like heaven to me lock me in a room feed me all the good food i'm so down for that so i would yeah i mean in a perfect confinement go and have a look chinese world (laughs) but yeah i think that would just be so good and it is something that we do miss i mean obviously um 
women we have our husbands but husbands are also going through that transition where they've just become oh, a father because yeah. women carry the babies and then dads are kind of just like yeah cool yeah. <laughs> and then they have the baby and then they're going through a transition as well so yeah. it's hard to like rely on them as well so a lot of like preconception care for nutrients would be really good so in terms of like what i would actually be doing i'd be looking at um you know bone broths mm-hmm. uh, beef stocks as well because they're so full of collagen and nourish and like mm-hmm. nourishing vitamins and minerals so lots of well obviously not fair like that wouldn't have been an option for you um but there are plenty of other ones um i kind of wish i did that just yeah. for the sake of like not having to have injections month after month after month yeah but i mean how lucky are we that like that's a i know option. it's great yeah. that that yeah. is an option that you don't yeah. have to say change the way that you morally consume food for yeah. the sake of your own health like yeah. there are other options but and of course, like if if that if that is something that you know you do, it is like a moral thing and um, not a taste and texture thing. Um, just try and find the most ethically sourced yeah. meat. Not only is it ethical, but it's also going to be so much more nutrient dense. That's so like, true. Yeah. Don't make a bone broth with like bones that you find at like the pets or <laughs> the pet- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to find like organic good bones. Yeah. Um, or you know, if you don't have time for that, there are so many bone broth um companies now. Yeah. Best of the Bone, Jevity, um, uh, like they actually give you like the the paste and yes. you just put that in a cup. It's so oh, it's okay. really full of vitamins and minerals. Um, and is that something you can just add to say like a curry or a yeah, you can add it to anything. Yeah. Well, so you got me onto the best of the bone, and I add the mushroom one to my pastas now, and I can't even taste it, but it goes into every pasta sauce yeah. I make. And, and yet, if I gave you a mushroom, you'd kill me. I would. <laughs> So I was like, here, eat this like, delicious oven-baked mushroom. You'd look at me like I was asking you for your right arm. Exactly. <laughs> I got Amy like, to bone broth. <laughs> for me, like, a lot of my bad diet is a sensory thing. It's a yeah, textural exactly. thing. Like, I don't like the feeling of a lot of different foods in my mouth. So yeah, if they come ground yeah. up into a paste and I can just pop it in and I can't feel it, and it's great. We Honestly, we live in the day and age now where, like, it is so easy to get good vitamins and minerals like mm-hmm. i as i mentioned before i work with neurodiverse people and like the the main thing is texture yeah. um and taste and yeah i can get so many good supplements into um my clients because there's just so many so yeah adding bone broth into a pasta or slow cooked meat slow cooked curries um really nourishing it's gonna like help your body digest as well so mm-hmm. you're taking the heat off your digestive system um there are a few herbs as well that are really good. Um, raspberry leaf, so you can have that pre and post. Yeah. Yeah. It also helps to make sure that, like, if you're really close to your due date, lots of raspberry tea leaves, they yeah. say. Yeah. It helps so- that kick everything off it does it yeah. also helps balance and like tone the yeah. uterus as well so obviously your uterus is contracting once you've had a baby so it's yes. going to help that as well yeah it hurts as well just <laughs> fyi very bad very no, no one's telling you that. pain yeah. yeah yeah i wasn't expecting that yeah. so i think if, for, for baby number two i'm definitely going to try and find something to like give me some support in that because yeah. i wasn't expecting yeah yeah so that's really good um go to cola yeah cola um is also really good also so breastfeeding can um stop the how long it yes for your yes uterine so that was going to be my next awesome. question <laughs> well see i the first time i felt like my uterus contract really heavily was actually when i was feeding Mm. So I, it was probably less painful than it would have been if I hadn't have been feeding at the time. Yeah. But, yeah, I wasn't expecting it. It felt like I was going into labour again. Yeah. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa
<laughs> Me? So excited. <laughs> Fine. Go and look at my son's face. Yeah. You'll be all turned around. Yeah. <laughs> um, back to food, though. Yeah. Uh, protein. Yes. Like, I'm, oh, and like, do not think that once you've had a baby, it is a good time to diet. Do not diet. But like, you have you, to be kind to yourself. Yeah, be kind to yourself. Like, also, if if you are lucky enough to breastfeed, like you are. Yeah, your baby, your all, it your time, your so love, your energy, calories. and all your nutrients. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, hundred, uh, eighteen hundred, um, plus five hundred kcals a day. Yeah. If you're breastfeeding, so, um, and making once again, like we when we said at the start, like protein, fats, and carbohydrates. Get them all. Get them all from a whole food source. Nourish your body because it needs it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Your meat is going to be where you get your B vitamins as well. So mm-hmm. that's really cool. Um, also, don't stop taking your prenatals when you um, have, have a baby. Like, keep having them. <laughs> you need them. Uh, there are, like, a good practitioner range brands that um, – so there's one, Natura Best. Um, you do preconception. Um and then you do trimester one, two, trimester three, and then they actually have like a fourth trimester. Oh, one. that's great. Yeah. yeah. That still can help with that depletion. Um, yeah, B vitamins are a huge one. Iron, of course. So mm-hmm. if you can't um, get in, if, if you don't want to get an iron infusion, you want to do it through diet, um, uh, you know, beef liver is huge mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. really accessible nowadays. So you can get beef liver capsules so if you don't want to oh, actually okay. have the okay. beef liver, beef liver capsules, they're complete whole foods. So that's awesome. And it's like full of protein and minerals and B vitamins and iron and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, if you don't want beef liver, <laughs> then uh, you, I guess, can get um, iron supplements. But if you did struggle with iron like your iron levels before pregnancy, I'd definitely be working with a naturopath to find out why you don't have iron. Yeah. Because um, that could mean that there's something happening in your gut that's stopping you from absorbing iron. Um, It also could mean that there might be like a pathogen in your gut that's like feeding off that iron. So every time you get an iron infusion or you take an iron supplement, you are giving this pathogen the best day of its life. (laughs) So um, definitely investigate why. You don't yeah. have iron if it is just because you've just had a baby and like yeah. lost a lot of blood um obviously yeah yeah food yeah. and supplementation is great but if it's something that's an ongoing cause and it's mm-hmm. still happening after definitely look into that yeah. um and then yeah there's collagens vitamin d omega calcium keep on your probiotics as well that keep the gut going well and then yeah just eat really nourishing healing foods yeah absolutely get get your friends to cook them for you (laughs) yeah i think that's the thing like if i can say any advice for anybody who's going to go and visit a new mum take a food Mm -hmm. because you already have like all the baby things and you'll have all the toys and this and that and the clothes and blah 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 if you want to take mum something and she's just come out of hospital and you want to go and visit the baby take her a meal yeah take something you can just chuck in the oven because it's the hardest part is like adjusting to especially newborns you're on like a three hour schedule so every three hours you are changing feeding sleeping changing feeding sleeping changing feeding sleeping so 
quite often you'll forget things like sleeping yourself, bathing, <laughs> eating food. Yeah. You certainly, when you're, and you're in such a sleep deprived state because you're exhausted from the trauma you've just been through when you've had your baby, whether it was C-section or natural, it's, it's depleting. Mm-hmm. It's a physically exhausting task. Then your body is healing. Like I completely yeah. forgot to take my meds when I came out of the hospital. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't have a nurse coming over to me being like, Hey, time for these. Yeah. So, you know, I got home and I was so focused on making sure my baby was alive, safe and well. Yeah. And I was doing everything he needed. I completely forgot to take my pain meds. Yeah. Which was terrible. <laughs> I had a C-section, so I was in a lot of pain. Yeah. But like, why is this happening? <laughs> I was like, why? Oh, you know, yeah. So yeah, I, you're you know it's such a Yeah, exactly. A human so that you have to keep alive and for the first time in your they're like, okay, yeah. you've had a baby. Oh. <laughs> like, like, um, do I get to have you at home? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I take the baby and also a, a midwife. <laughs> Does the midwife come with both of me? I have a cot for both of you. <laughs> No, that's why slow cooked meals are so good as well because, yep. like, your friends can make you a big freezer bag mm. and then you just pop them in the slow cooker in the morning and then, you know, you have, like, a nice nourishing soup throughout so the day yeah. um, and sip on it. Or that's why bone broths are also really good as well because you can sip on it throughout the day. Otherwise, really smoothies, like, yep. smoothies are amazing. Yeah, You can put in so much fiber in them, protein powders, supplements. Um, there's a really great supplement called uh, – it's – the brand is foraged for you, Mother's Blend. It's a naturopathic um, supplement, and it's got beef liver. It has it's it's like a made for oh, that's mothers. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, so chuck that in your smoothie yeah. or in anything. There's so so many things out there. You don't have to do it on your own. No, absolutely. <laughs> and also, like, remember as well. Like, if you get one meal in a day, you're doing great. <laughs> like, remember to eat. Well done. Yeah, these are obviously um, recommendations on like how to best support your body. But yeah. like, also, don't feel guilty if you're not eating like five slow cooked meals a day and like yeah. nourishing your body with all the stuff. These are just recommendations. But like, do it. You can. If you brush your hair. Go you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you don't, you still look beautiful. Yeah, it's fine. No one's, no one's worrying about it. The only person who's looking at you is your baby and they think you're the best thing in the world anyway, exactly. so it's fine. And then just, sorry, before I forget, because I know I will, antioxidants are also really amazing okay. after um, any healing. So uh, vitamin C is one of the highest antioxidants that you yeah. can get. So, And that's obviously going to help your energy and immune and vitality. So vitamin C, berries, nuts. Uh, dark chocolate, yay. yeah. <laughs> um, and green tea is going to be really nice oh, and nourishing for your body yeah. as well. Is there anything in particular that you would avoid for uh, breastfeeding, for instance? So anything, obviously, we know alcohol, cigarettes, drugs, that yeah. Sort of thing, but any particular like herb or a supplement that you might have been previously taking that you should avoid while you're breastfeeding? Um, no, most, like if you were taking any herbs, most of them, um, will like, if you are on any, they'll taper off, um, if they're not safe. Um, but most herbs that aren't safe in pregnancy aren't safe in breastfeeding. Right. So don't change anything just as soon as the baby comes out. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, there are obviously herbs that you can introduce to support breastfeeding. Yeah. What would be like the big one to like help boost supply? Cause I hear this everywhere you're constantly trying to boost your supply without making it an oversupply yeah um so fennel mm. is a really oh, really common one and yeah. fenugreek as okay. well so they're two really common herbs they're called galactagogues so they actually help the production of um fantastic yeah. and then if you're having too much <laughs> uh 
if like yeah if you're having put it in the freezer (laughs) (laughs) what your your breasts because <laughs> I was going on like inflammation, then I was like, "Wait, what are we putting in the freezer?" If you have, if you have an oversupply, if you are so lucky, just pop it in the freezer. Yeah, donate. Yeah, you can yeah, donate. You can yeah. donate. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I don't really think that it's that common that women have too much no. of a oversupply. Um, but yeah, there is an old wives. It's a. This is like where naturopathy comes back to like woo woo medicine, mm. but it works. Um, you can do like a poultice with cabbage leaves and yes it helps with yes it does yeah um just cut out the stem yeah that is a big part so cut out the stem and obviously don't breastfeed like too quickly after Mm -hmm. and make sure it's clean yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah get the old cabbage leaves out yeah no cabbage leaves on the boob (laughs) said that it helps to like soothe especially like when you first start it can be quite painful yeah it's an abrasion against an area that's quite sensitive so having something soothing and calming and helping to heal is always good yeah Yeah. i mean there's something in the leaves that are actually like anti-inflammatory yeah yeah I don't know, I'm not sure what, but I just know in one of my classes at the start, we were, yeah, talking about cabbage leaves and, like, potatoes on, like, swollen knees yeah, and right. stuff like that. It's really into Food's amazing. Yeah, food is absolutely. <laughs> I think if anyone hasn't realised it, when I'm doing treatment plans, my main thing that I'm going to look at is diet all yeah. the time just because, like... Well, I suppose that's the biggest thing, right? You're, what you put in your body is going to affect how it functions. Exactly. If all you're living yeah. off is, like, Coca-Cola and vodka, you're not going to be crap. feeling so good. <laughs> yeah, no. And, I mean, ugh, there are some people that live off, like, Coca-Cola. No, you... You're so I, much better these days. Yeah. I haven't seen the Coke in your hand in a long time. Because you weren't at my house at 8 o'clock this morning. <laughs> I also feel like, yeah, there are some people that would just, like, eat whatever they want and go through life and never have any health issues. Yeah, right. But um, Lucky them. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately for women, the main, like, if well, most of them are men that go through life <laughs> having no issues. They feel not yeah. so great and they just aren't aware. They're yeah. not as in touch. I just think for women, the second that um, you are trying to have a baby, that's when you really realise. Yeah, you're very conscious of what is happening in your body. Probably the first time in your life that you actually connect with your body as well. Um, We definitely go through life of uh, if you're sick, go to a doctor Mm. um, rather than actually like – connecting with our bodies knowing how we're actually feeling trying to i mean obviously being a naturopath like if i wake up in the morning and i'm really really tired and that's uncharacteristic i'm like okay what's happening (laughs) mind map my body but yeah uh, i guess when we're on contraceptives and kind of just like cruising through life we don't really get that connection and Mm -hmm. then when we um want to start having kids that's when we're like okay diet lifestyle yeah we do really everyone's everyone's their own naturopath really (laughs) Yeah, the big thing is that it's like the first time in your life that your body is not solely for you yeah because it becomes the home for your baby yeah and i think just being able to take yourself outside of it it was sort of like what you were saying a couple of weeks ago about like if it was up for you with yeah, your needle, needle phobia, phobia. Yeah, if it was, if just, it was just for you yeah. you'd be like no nah, not that interested but because it's for someone else yes. you can sort of step outside it and go this is something i need to yeah yeah and, exactly and work on you're like the desire to actually do things better and change 
increases because mm-hmm. you're not just doing it. And it's, as I said last time, it sounds ridiculous. You should want to do these things for your own general health. But coming from someone who hasn't and doesn't and, you know, ignored the needles, ignored a lot of M's advice, just for well. myself, it wasn't a priority. But as soon as it became it's going to be benefit someone else down the track. That's when I really went, okay, this is going to be a priority now and yep. healing myself, whether it be from my needle phobias or improving my diet and my mm. lifestyle. That's when I was much more on board with it. Yep. And, you know, I think you, I think you're too hard on yourself. I, when we worked together for like two years pre you wanting you thinking of like actually actively trying to have a baby and you were making so many changes then yeah for your hormones and like and i guess maybe you were maybe it was subconscious that you were doing it for someone else but i i think you're too hard on yourself i think that you were making changes long before ivf or any of that was actually happening it's funny that actually really sticks with me the first day i started working so when i first started working for this particular company i actually worked with m sister before i worked Mm -hmm. with m and i walked in on my first day and i had a coconut mask bar in hand and that's what I was having and your sister and and both looked at me and went oh dear god you are not actually eating that but I think coming from that place of you know sugar and chocolate and all these processed things to along the way and as much as I don't always like the items your lunches always smelled incredible like the kitchen Mm. always smelled amazing and I was like oh my god what is Em eating and like you know having that influence the people around me being on such good diets and such in like focusing on their health yeah. made me want to do that because like well I can't sit here and eat this processed crap all day <laughs> while these guys are actually yeah nourishing their and bodies I mean yeah but you were learning so much about your body and your hormones and like PCOS and endometriosis and you were like looking into like god you told me so much about PCOS and endo that I never knew like I didn't hear about inositol before you. <laughs> I was studying. Like, I was studying naturopathy, and like inositol is a, a huge thing that people use. And yeah, there, there were so many like um, you're just the type of person that you just want to research everything. I think that's it. You try everything. Mm, when yeah. there's something wrong with you, whether it be you know your PCOS or your endo or your infertility or whatever it is, you want to try every little thing to get on top of those. So I've done everything from the keto diet to supplements and supplements I've had to order online because you Mm -hmm. can't buy them here and all that kind of thing. And I think you just want to try every little thing. So there's so much research and dabbling and it's not always good. Like certain diets I've been on, I know you pointed out Lex at one point, my skin was great. I lost so much weight, but I didn't look well. Yeah. And all your hair fell out. And it's always, you know, been try the new thing, try the next thing until you find something where you actually feel okay. And it's got to be sustainable like yeah. i think that was the big thing with keto is that like yes you'd lost the weight and you were feeling better and you had more energy but you were having other side effects that you were like okay this seems really weird like so it's obviously not sustainable yeah, like unless from inside and out and everything is ticking over the way it should good skin right weight energy's there hair is where it's supposed to be nails are growing the way that they should be if it, everything isn't working it's not sustainable so yeah. it's not actually a solution yeah i think yeah a lot of people think that weight loss is a sign of health a sign of health yeah. it's not no um sign of malnourishment <laughs> yeah. amy came to work one day with uh her lunch was um 
it was either bacon or sausages, I can't remember, and cheese. And she was like, I'm keto. And I was like, you shut up. You had the worst cholesterol. <laughs> like, you know, it was a little, like, oh. decor container with sausages, bacon, and egg and some cheese. Mm. And the more so have you had the egg? <laughs> but also, like, yeah, I just feel like um, praise where it's met. Like, yes, you may have started at that job with a coke and a mars bar but then by the time we were leaving that job you were you had your pre-packaged um smoothies every yeah. single morning i was gonna say you're a smoothie gal now yeah, and I do you like the smoothie? you put stuff into smoothies that i would never <laughs> like you had so much stuff in there i'm like oh i'm a very smoothie girl because like, i figure if i can cram it all into one smoothie if i then eat something crap for afternoon tea at least i've had the vitamins and the nourishment in my morning smoothie yeah that's it's true like, but and i think yeah you're the perfect example of i just think it's such a cop-out to be like oh you know if if you eat right and do all this right things like you'll you'll get pregnant and everything will be fine no no everyone (laughs) everyone is completely individual um like eating healthy is great for your overall health yeah yeah. it's not a magic you're gonna help yourself yeah you'll have a longer life you'll have more energy but it's not immediately gonna put a baby in your belly no that kale is not gonna put a baby as much as I wish. Kale. <laughs> That's my problem. I don't eat kale. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Also, yeah. I mean, if only, right? Yeah. It's just a simple fact. No. I think it also should be mentioned as well because we have spent this entire time talking about um, women mm-hmm. and what women need to do. Men, if you are listening, <laughs> the so women, um, if you are wanting to try and have a baby, uh, give yourself about three months um, of preconception care before you actually start trying for yeah. a baby, just because when you get pregnant, it happens very quickly and yeah. like, a lot of stuff, like before you know it, nine months is up. So like, don't fall pregnant and be like, okay, now I'm really going to work. Now I'll do something <laughs> healthy. Like, yeah. Start your preconception three months before. Men, start it then as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, because 2023, <laughs> men can not just rise to the occasion and call it a day yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing right like the health needs to be met on both sides yeah like the woman can be in the best shape and and physical feeling of her life but if her partner isn't in a healthy body yeah. then you know it takes two two things to make the mixture exactly and even if they are healthy as healthy as a horse they have nothing wrong their sperm quality is amazing um they are yeah it's great um just be kind and do it yeah. with your support yeah yeah <laughs> like if your partner is eating salad that she doesn't want to be because she's trying to like feel better eat, eat the salad with her yeah, absolutely <laughs> i think her the slow cooked meals yeah. <laughs> do the nice things yeah support absolutely makes a yeah. huge difference and you know that's generally the way that you have your little one is you're in a, a situation where there's two people trying to conceive this little baby yeah. so if you can both be on board to live your healthiest life yeah. supplement and assist in everything that needs to be done to get to this state of conception yeah definitely and then you know all, all those diet and lifestyle stuff that you're also changing um like you're helping your dna you're also helping like that pass on oh absolutely and have a really healthy beautiful baby and if you can set these kind of good habits now when you do end up in the the slog of not sleeping and all the rest (laughs) of it at least you've had 
like more than nine months to set good habits for yourself that you can then go back to and say, oh, well, I felt really good at this point in my pregnancy and we were eating this. Let's try and get back on track there. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And that, and that also comes back to what I was saying, like in my treatment, I really do focus mainly on lifestyle and diet because they're the things that are going to carry through the whole time. If I put somebody on a nutraceutical or a herb, it's never for the intention of being on it forever. It's just give the body that little kick of, yeah, assistance just to get it back to balance. But it really is like diet that is going to change your life yeah um and i know it sounds easier than words. yeah <laughs> like, oh yeah just eat really good nourishing foods um it's not that easy unfortunately but it's such an easy place to start yeah, yeah. so yeah just eat good food i hope everyone's gonna have a really good nutritious dinner tonight. yeah i'm like thinking i'm like oh, what do i now i want something delicious <laughs> right, i'm going i'm going out to my friend's restaurant but like <laughs> 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 this kind of food is the food you don't cook yourself right exactly well no <laughs> No, I mean, no. These are the conversations that we had at work all day. She'd make little jokes like that. And I'd be like, yeah, wait, no. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So, yeah, there's heaps of things. And, of course, like, you don't do it on your own. Go see a naturopath. Go see an acupuncturist. Go see your doctor, your midwife. Like, you don't have to research all this stuff on your own. People do degrees to help you out. Exactly. And like You no, can't be an expert in everything. No. Go and find the be expert. Be an expert in being a loving, beautiful mother and wife and yeah. whatever you need to be. Let somebody else take out the hard work of actually. Outsource where yeah. you can. This yeah. is the number one thing I've worked out is just outsource where you can. My mum was like, oh, why is your dryer on? I was like, lady, <laughs> I love you. But do not lecture me on the fact that I'm using my dryer because it's the thing that I outsource. Unless it hangs up, it goes in the dryer. Yeah, that is my even got out of the washing machine. <laughs> well, you know, I'm now at that stage where it feels like there's about eight people living in my house, despite it just being me, hubs and baby, because there's that much washing. There must yeah. be other people living here. But yeah, yeah. so it's, it's the dryer. That's what it is. I don't have time to hang things, all, all the little babies. No, I'm not doing baby socks. No, I'm not doing. <laughs> I guess that's also another thing as well. Like once you've had a baby, obviously nutrition support is super important, but like stress support. It is stressful and you're not sleeping as well as you could be either. You're probably anxious all the time. Absolutely. It's really beautiful for that as well. And babies pick up a lot of things. Like my kid's not in childcare, yet he has the sniffle every other week. uh, My partner. That's what happens. My partner, he's in construction and um, his bosses have a baby that just started daycare and like the week. That's The week he went in, they were sick. Hand, foot and mouth, gastro. One of my friends, (laughs) she's watching from the outside. So my girlfriend messaged me the other day. She's like, hey, sorry, I haven't spoken to you in a month. Um, my child has had gastro every week for three weeks and then got an infection. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So I'm terrified of child. It's not for me. <laughs> uh, you know, like, just, yeah. You got to do what you got to do, though. Yeah, yeah, and then just like support your body with like Absolutely. high vitamin C and all that yes. kind of stuff. Echinacea? Yeah. Are you an echinacea fan? I, yeah, I do like echinacea. Um, I I don't know what's kind of happened to me in the last six months to a year. I just love food sources of everything. Yeah. So, uh, but if we are looking at herbal, yeah, echinacea. Um, once you've kind of come out of a sickness, um, astragalus is really amazing uh, to like help build back up that like convalescence um what do you think about people that eat 
like cloves of garlic every morning. I'm a garlic girl. You are? Yeah. I mean, we cook a lot with garlic, but I don't know if I could just like wake up and smash a couple of cloves. So like not like a raw. raw. No, like this is what I'm saying on TikTok. No, I would. Um, So chunk down. like half a clove yeah, garlic in the morning. Yeah, no, that's, it's no, like just shot it down. Straight in. So I do it. So uh, anyone that lives on the Gold Coast and goes to the farmer's market knows that there's the Byron Bay olive. Yeah. They do this, like, beautiful marinated raw garlic. I will buy that and I will eat tubs of it. All right. And, and when was the last time you were sick? Oh, last week. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just harbingers of disease. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't get sick too often, but... Uh, but if you love it, just enjoy it. Yeah, I'm just doing garlic. And when you get sick, your sicknesses aren't, like, long drawn out. No, yeah. I'm definitely, I definitely bounce back very quickly. Good, good. Um, which is, I'm really, really grateful for. But I also, like, I, I supplement a, a lot of immune stuff. Um, yeah, I supplement. Garlic, ginger. Um, garlic ginger, I actually work for a company called Bush Tucker Blends mm-hmm. and we have um, a immunity powder that's like high dose kakadu plum. Ooh. So it's really high in vitamin C and I have that every day. Okay. So, I do have some kakadu plum in my fridge. Yeah. And now it. I've it's like the awesome tonic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So just vitamin C is really, really good. Protein. Right. That's going in my, Protein my smoothie this, this yeah. afternoon. Yeah. Done. <laughs> and just like sanitize everything. <laughs> Like when your kid goes to school. Yeah, but I mean, it's re- I, as much as like candy sickness sucks and it's a, it's so inconvenient because yes. like you're sending your child to daycare. So that so, you can work yeah. and then you have to take time off work because exactly. your kid is sick. Um, but yeah, like, God, you're, you're building your child's immune system. So. Yeah, that's true. Everyone's got to get exposure to all the things. some dirt and then when yeah. they get sick. Heal them, nourish them, yeah. look after them, send them back, yeah. get sick again, do it all the next yeah. one. Yeah. I think that's just being a mom. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. weird, like, Hubs has gotten everything that Ted's gotten, yeah. and I have gotten nothing, touch yeah. wood. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so far, Hubs has taken in everything, which is weird. Like, he works in a hospital. You'd think if he was going to get sick, he'd get sick at work. But I guess, uh, Yeah, but I guess a hospital is such a contained, sanitized mm. space as well. Yeah. So he, yeah, he he does, like, scrub several times a day. So yeah. his hands are pretty clean. Yeah. When he comes home, but, he's yeah. like, what? <laughs> Ted's just like, everything. <laughs> 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 today. Yeah. you going? Enjoy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're with him all day, every yeah. day. And, um... Yeah, so. But I think that's like, I've been told that's how it usually works. Like when one parent goes down, the other one generally can avoid it. Yeah. Especially things like gastro. And I think that's just like some kind of immune system working its way to make sure that somebody's there alive to look after the baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I exactly. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I mean, I mean like, keep working. yeah, at the end of the day, like we do, when we speak about health, we do speak about a lot of things that are wrong with health and mm-hmm. things that can go wrong and things that um, affect our health. But when we really like look at it, like our bodies are so amazing yeah. and they're doing so many amazing things. And um, yeah, when when they unfortunately don't do the amazing thing that we hope that they do, there's so many like supports that you can go to. Mm-hmm. Amy goes to about 20,000 of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, stress, support, body, like, you're just you're doing the best that you can. So just yeah. keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Well, everything we have chatted about here today is obviously just general information. So please do not do anything without speaking to a naturopath yourself. Um, 
Honestly, it'll cause more harm than good and it will just be so much more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but they have so many useful tools and resources and are an absolute gem. So please go and see a naturopath. Yeah. Or if you're on the Gold Coast, come and see him. Not even on the Gold Coast. I'm online. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You, can, you can definitely go you're see anywhere. him. Yeah. Do you want to do a little plug for where people can find you? Um, my Instagram is probably the best. It's Emily Jane Naturopathy. Um, yeah. So just find me on there. And then, Fantastic. yeah, you can book straight from there and ask me any questions you want. And Amazing. especially if you want to focus on your gut health or your neurodiverse and specialties. Yes. Gut health every day, all day. <laughs> I'm so surprised I didn't talk about it more. Than this. I really reined it in. I so badly wanted to. I was like, no, don't. don't, don't well, go we'll have to get you back again and we'll just have like an entire gut health episode. We do our kids' gut health. That would yeah. be really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, how to feed kids because it's very hard. <laughs> it is, it is. We're doing the baby led weaning live. Yeah. We're doing our 100 before one. So yeah. we're almost there. We're at 81. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so I feel pretty good about that. And it's mainly just a few extra veggies that we're waiting to come into season yeah yeah and then we can give him that he good so yeah he's a good eater until he decides not to be yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah they regress <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> we thought if we try everything now then hopefully he'll he'll not be so bad by the time he's seven he'll eat maybe more than dino nuggets but we'll see we'll see <laughs> we can only hope <laughs> yeah. well thanks so much for joining us this week guys i hope you got a lot out of m's chat with us today if you're looking for more information please go and have a chat with her via the gram and you can also follow us on instagram and tiktok and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share it to your feeds if you guys are listening so other friends and and besties can find us thanks so much guys bye bye, bye. bye.